Welcome to the East Meets West podcast, a positive and safe space to connect and inspire our community and each other as Asian Australians through interesting conversations and personal stories. I'm Jenny. I'm Cindy. And I'm Claire. It goes without saying that 2020 has been a difficult year for most of us, whether it be dealing with health issues, mental well-being, financial difficulties, etc. COVID-19 has had a negative impact on almost every aspect of our lives. So unsurprisingly, as the year comes to a close, this episode was a highly requested one by our listeners who suggested that we reflect on the year and the lockdown, but also how this year in particular has encouraged us to grow as individuals and also as a community. We recognise that everyone has had their own set of struggles during this period, whether they be mental, financial or physical. So if anything that we mention in the episode serves as a trigger, please do seek some professional help or feel free to share with our East meets West community. Sharing our pandemic experience is a way for us to start a conversation about how normal it is to have challenges and to recognise them. However, it is equally important for us to reflect, learn and grow from these times of adversity. So with that being said, let's dive straight into it. Cindy, how has this year, 2020, been for you? Um, I think at the beginning of the lockdown, I wasn't bothered by it too much because I was still able to work in the city and, you know, travel back and Mm, forth because I was an essential worker. So I still had face-to-face interactions with people like my co-workers, customers and everything like that during the day. And when we went into our hard lockdown and I had to work from home, I think that's where it began to get a little bit hard for me because I started reflecting Mm -hmm. a lot and I'll be honest even Claire and Jenny can vouch for this I'm a home buddy so (laughs) I rarely feel Mm. the need to go out in the sense that I was fine with it however towards the end of the lockdown say maybe September or October I began to struggle a little bit because for me family is everything and not being able Mm. to see my grandparents for months on end because of this was something hard for me because my mum is their carer so she always saw them and she would say this like you know your grandpa's having problems with this and this and then like it would hurt me not to be able to see them mm. so yeah. I mean I was able to see them on FaceTime and stuff like that but it, it just really wasn't the same but you know having said all that I knew that me staying away was the safest thing for them as well so I think also being at home freed up a lot of time for me and this gave me the opportunity to overthink and go up and down with my yeah. emotions mm. as like the days on end came and like rejection mm. after rejection with job hunting um you know at the beginning of the year as I was graduating I knew that I had Mm. to relearn how to not care about other people's thoughts and not feel like I'm behind my peers because to be honest like who's watching right and I've mentioned this in our previous episode for those who are watching like be happy you're sitting as an asset in their minds Um, and whether it be good or bad that they're talking about you you're still taking space up in their minds and that will one day benefit you one or in like one way or another what's the say it's like um, negative publicity is still publicity or something yeah Yeah, Um, and Mm -hmm. I have this quote as well that I've been reading like heaps of books. Yeah. um, And I've been reading this one book called Seize the Yay by Sarah Davidson. 
Um, yeah. And she's also a podcaster as well, much bigger than us. But there's this quote that she has in her book saying, she goes, don't let anyone rent a space in your head unless they're a good tenant. Like our energy and time, mm. our headspace is finite. Mm. Like that really stuck yeah. with me because she has put what I'm thinking into like better wording, mm. I guess. And also <laughs> like she says, you know, we're all running our own race. Like who are you like competing with in the first place? So um, yeah. I really had to so like train my brain to think this way. And I really learned yeah. to pause when I needed to. I started meditating a lot to recognize my emotions are okay and be aware mm-hmm. of how I feel and, you know, found tools to overcome those kind of struggles. And a lot of self-help books as well is what I've been yeah. doing. And I think what's funny is that after I graduated in the middle of the pandemic, I found myself having an urge to want to read and learn because I was not used to not doing it like I've been technically reading and learning one thing or another for 17 years of my life academically so you know when I wasn't doing it I was like okay why why am I feeling like jittery about this (laughs) this feels wrong (laughs) yeah I was like this feels wrong this is not right so I began to like do like free online courses to upskill myself in like marketing read about like law of attraction started researching about like digital marketing space you know just enhancing on top of whatever I already know yeah. that's really good so mm. yeah and like I mean for those who are saying why don't you do a master's like I know that doing exams just scares the crap out of me <laughs> and it reaps the fun mm. out of learning so yeah putting online learning into use such as like our social media accounts on our podcasts Mm. or like doing it in like real life um, makes me enjoy it a Mm. lot more than just reading it from, you know, a page. But yeah. 100%. I think um, like masters is a lot more, yeah, it's a lot more theoretical where, whereas like, I feel like we, we should normalize learning that is kind of like in your own life and apply to your own life rather than like having to go through the formal educational channels. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it's like you can learn about everything, but not putting it into use. It's not going to like stick in mm. to your, like your mind. Yeah, you can't exactly. really speak from experience. Right. Mm. Um, but yeah. What about you, Jenny? How was your personal journey for 2020? Um, I think I agreed with a lot of what you said about the mental, the mental struggles, mm. because for me, 2020 has been a bit of a roller coaster mm. and my mental health really took took hits in several directions. Um, I talked about this in season one, but I started working full-time for the first time in a new job in marketing, literally two weeks before COVID struck. So I'm somebody who really values working alongside other people in a collaborative environment. So somewhere where I'm like always around people and I can talk to them and talk to my teammates and I, I need that strong relationship with my team to kind of feel like I belong somewhere. Yeah. Um, and I think that social element is particularly important and it's really important in the onboarding process for new people like myself. And I'm sure anybody who has started a new job remotely during this year can agree that it's been harder to make new friends at work and it can feel quite lonely. Mm. I think it hit me particularly hard because I was really looking forward to this chapter of my life. As I said in episode four, I had these expectations of growing professionally and becoming this like strong, independent adult. 
adult. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but instead, I was stuck at home like everyone else. And I just felt stagnant, like I hadn't really moved on from being a uni student. And on top of that, I felt underutilized on the job because that naturally a lot of marketing campaigns were put on hold and there wasn't just enough for me to do. So it just all felt a little bit hopeless. My mental health was on downward spiral uh, at this point, and it really came to a boiling point when I was watching the Black Lives Matter protests in the US mm-hmm. and, you know, all the COVID-fueled racism towards the Asian community in Europe, in America, in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it feels like ages ago now, maybe because we're in a good place in Australia here that we've got it, you know, pretty much under control. Mm-hmm. But at that time, it literally felt like the world was on fire and just getting more divided every day. And I couldn't do anything at all. And, you know, hearing the daily news about Asian people, you know, people who looked like me and my family just being randomly attacked on the streets. It was the first time I felt like genuinely afraid for my safety and my family's safety outside. I cried a lot during that period and I started getting all these nightmares. I think um, Cindy and Claire can probably attest to this. (laughs) Mm. Like I had some whack nightmares that really scared me. Um, There were always scenarios about running away or hiding from like a monster or my family members getting into some horrific accident or my teeth falling out. (laughs) And I would literally wake up crying. Um, The teeth falling out was just like, a repeat nightmare. I've had I would that always as well. Oh my god! Oh my yeah. god! Dude, it's so bad. But I Doesn't it, it mean? Do. Yeah, it means that you're like really stressed in life, and I think it's a really common dream to have as well. Because I've oh had it like god. three times. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! It like it's it's so bad. Like in the dream, I can literally oh feel my, my teeth falling out. And then you wake up and you check your teeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um and I guess like during this time my boyfriend was the one who pointed out to me how anxious I was getting and you know urged me to take a week off work to just take care of my mental Mm -hmm. health and during that week like I established a new routine for myself which involved a lot of yoga Um, daily a lot of reading a lot of journaling and reflection and it allowed me to take a step back and find ways to manage my anxiety and stress during what was a really difficult time it um, also contributed to me pouring my energy into this podcast because that was also around the time that we decided we were going to make a podcast and started really planning for it um And I think, you know, it it was good because it came at just the right time. I really needed something to keep me creative and occupied during this period. And I think you two can agree. I basically developed a pitch for a podcast with a PowerPoint deck detailing like our purpose, our goals, our target audience, and like a 12-week roadmap from ideation (laughs) to launch. So it might seem like a lot of work, but it actually gave me a sense of purpose and fulfillment. And, yeah. you know, I think it, I think it helped with the nightmares yeah. <laughs> because I was just like thinking about podcast ideas <laughs> instead. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, but what about you, Claire? How was, how was 2020 like for you? Yeah, so 2020 was definitely a weird one for me and surprisingly a time of growth that I honestly wasn't really expecting for myself. Coming into 2020, you know, I was already going through a bit of a rough period. Um, Like a lot of students, I was struggling with job hunting from the year before as well and not having much luck, but also Mm. trying to like organize all my subjects for my last semester of uni as well. 
And I know that the struggle of finding a job in your penultimate or final year is a totally normal and common thing for any uni student. But when COVID started to spread to Melbourne and, you know, we heard the announcement Mm. for the first lockdown, it was honestly like the straw that just broke the camel's back for me. Not only was I overwhelmed by the news of the pandemic in general, I was suddenly confronted with the reality of COVID and the effect that it would have on the job market, the impact Mm. that it would have on my uni graduation, both in terms of like online studying, how the exams work, but also our graduation ceremony and also (sighs) dealing with changes in my workplace with so many people being stood down as well. And now Mm. when I reflect back on it and I see that all the damage that COVID has done to people's health and the hurt that it's caused for families and how it's still ongoing, like it's still really bad in Mm. the US. At that time, I just felt so helpless and so sorry for myself. And I felt Mm. overwhelmed about my own situation and, you know, how it was going to affect my future plans as well. But I also felt super guilty for being like so selfish about having those thoughts when for other people it was literally Mm. like life or death, right? Yeah. 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 But it's like so... I feel like it's so important to just know that like pain is relative. Yeah. Right? So for you, you think it's like such a first world problem and stuff like yeah. that. But you know, during these kind of times, it's you should just know that it's okay to feel like that, um, and you shouldn't undermine your feelings just because you understand. You know, the bigger world. As long as you're not, you know, you you're not saying this is like just me, like the world revolves around me. Like you're still aware of other people and what's happening in other people's lives. I think it's okay to feel what you feel. Yeah, like definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But like one of the um, comments that people would make when, you know, they're trying to comfort you in those situations, they tell you like, Mm. just think about, you know, like what everyone else is going through, like, and how, you know, oh, it's that doesn't not help. Yeah. And then yeah. I'm like, well, now I feel that just like shames me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that just makes me, that just makes me feel like you're telling me to shut up. I know. About my I know. Like they don't mean it like that. Um, but yeah. I mean, I totally get it because, like, for myself, I was feeling guilty because I felt like I shouldn't be complaining about anything because I had a yeah. job, right? Yeah. And then think about everyone who is looking for a job or has been laid off. So I felt like, you know, no matter what I say, I cannot be complaining yeah. because that would just be so selfish of me. I think a really good way to overcome all of this is to practice gratitude, like on our own. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah. I found that when I started practicing gratitude, so every day I would like just write in my journal like three things that I'm grateful for. It helps me acknowledge that I know that I'm lucky to be in the position that I am in and I'm aware Mm. that not everyone has what I'm grateful for. But at the same Mm. time, if I find myself in a rut, it's okay to feel like that as well. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think, yeah, yeah, during that first lockdown, I didn't really have that. The only thing that I was, you know, thinking Mm. that I was grateful for was my physical health, being young and, you know, how COVID wouldn't really affect me. But I was so, 
distracted Mm. by you know uni and job hunting that I didn't really even think to prioritize like my mental health I would have so many days where I would just cry and like break down and that was almost every week but then Mm. after it I would just tell myself like this isn't going to help with anything and like I just have to get (laughs) myself together right and like as someone that hasn't really experienced mental health issues before now when I look back on the year it's just so obvious to me now that that's not normal at all to have so many bad days Mm. and yeah in the end I ended up resorting to journaling because you know although I have a very good support system I didn't want to project my negative emotions onto my friends all the time because they were also dealing with Mm. the same thing or you know I would tell my boyfriend and my family but I didn't want to always complain about like the same issues like being like I don't have a job and things Mm. like that so you know, I feel like I would even go to say that the first few months of the year were definitely some of the hardest that I've ever dealt with. Um, but mm. yeah, it did teach me a lot about how you deal with those sorts of issues and mental health things as well. Mm, yeah. But the second lockdown, my <laughs> experience was very different. Bad things always pass, right? And good things come. So I eventually got a grad job, graduated yeah. university. And in the second lockdown, I started to learn more about myself and really consider my mental health which is not something that I did before and I think being at Mm. home made me realize how much I rely on my family during difficult times and to like Cindy Mm. said practice gratitude and not really take the small things for granted like even going to the park Mm. or you know being in nature and I feel like during that period I would always preach positive words to others like I would be the person that be like oh like don't worry everyone's going through it right now um because yeah. I don't really like to you know project my problems but generally I can have quite a harsh mindset for myself mm. I wouldn't say yeah. that it's mm. negative but sometimes I like to prepare for the worst situations and that makes me overthink a lot um mm, yeah. but you know, now I'm trying to be more positive and appreciative of what we have and how we were able to make a podcast during this period because that wouldn't have happened before. Yeah, I think um, I catastrophize a lot. As well. Yeah, <laughs> especially when, you know, yeah. the world is falling apart and we're just like, oh, so helpless. Exactly. I started thinking like, oh, but what's the point of anything? We're all going to die. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I turned off a lot of my social medias. Like I didn't hop on and I probably wouldn't be on my Instagram as much as I used to be now compared yeah. to, you know, like yeah. a year ago. Yeah, like definitely. I, I don't keep up with all of the news and everything like that. That is so true. Like I at think, the start yeah. of the year, I would check the news every single day. Not that it's a bad thing, but... Uh, it's just like setting boundaries for yourself, right? Like knowing how much you can handle. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, switching off the news for a bit. It doesn't make you a bad person. You just, are, yeah, are setting those boundaries for yourself. Exactly. Mm. Protecting your own mental health. I know we all mentioned about not feeling connected with our family and friends this year, but Jenny, I know for an outgoing girl like you, or semi-outgoing, this wasn't an easy time. Um, did you want to reflect on how your relationships developed during this time? Yeah, I liked how you said semi-outgoing. Because <laughs> <laughs> I am only outgoing with the people that I know the most. Yeah. I think I'm quite introverted. Um, I think, firstly, 
definitely there was an overwhelming sense of loneliness Mm. during this year and even though I had my boyfriend um, I still really miss seeing my friends in real life and I I kind of realized that yeah like I have different friends for different aspects of my life and they all kind of fulfill some sort of purpose Um, and even though I could see my boyfriend in real life and kind of see him every week um, it definitely wasn't the same you know like he can't bring me everything that my entire ecosystem of friends is supposed to bring for you but I did really appreciate how um, my friends and I would stay connected and made more of an effort to do so I think when everything was normal it was kind of easy and convenient to like meet up in the city or meet up for drinks or something at night Mm, Um, whereas in a pandemic it really felt like you had to do go the extra step to organize a zoom session you know just like send each other stuff because we couldn't see each other in real life it wasn't really that sort of convenience anymore um I also developed some of my friendships to a deeper level. So Marianne, who we will have on the podcast um, in this season, we actually never became this close until this year. And even though we had met in uni, we met up like twice, but now after our chats on Zoom, we would literally like cry with each other <laughs> and like you know, just talk about our deepest, darkest fears yeah. and all of that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's been a really awesome development. But yeah, what about you, Claire? Did not seeing your friends affect you in any way? Yeah, I think if this year has taught me anything, it's how much I appreciate my friends and enjoy their company. You know, friends Mm -hmm. for anyone, they're obviously very important always, not just during COVID. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) I have to say that I didn't realize how much I relied on them just to stay sane and for my mental health until this Mm -hmm. pandemic. And I'm very Mm -hmm. thankful for, you know, those friends who just constantly reach out and take initiative to strengthen our friendships whether it be through, you know, like those Zoom trivia game nights or deep chats every so often or just reaching Mm -hmm. out on Messenger. And I've realised that, like Jenny said, because we aren't doing random, exciting activities together, like going out at night, communication has Mm. become very important. I feel Mm. like COVID has really encouraged people to open up with each other and form much deeper relationships. So although I can't really say that I've made any new friends this year, really, (laughs) um, (laughs) I've been able to reconnect with so many people and find that I too have become less afraid of reaching out. I used to think that, you know, I needed a reason to message someone, especially if it's been a while. But now I'm just like, Mm. you know, like, I don't give a fuck. Um, I should stop (laughs) overthinking it, right? Because I feel like everyone would appreciate it if you just ask them how they are or what they've been up to. Um, You don't really need a reason. So the podcast alone has given, you know, a lot of people for all three of us people that we know a reason Mm. to reach out again and share their thoughts on it, which I am very happy and grateful for because it's allowed me to reconnect and build some friendships again. So, Mm. I mean, although it's sad not being able to go like on brunch dates with the girls and we're still waiting for our catch up (laughs) at the time this is being filmed, (laughs) um, (laughs) I'm quite grateful for, you know, what it's done for my existing friendships because it's really shown me, you know, which ones can stand the test of time and maybe distance in the future as well if people decide to move overseas. Yeah. So, Cindy, I know that 
you didn't really do all of that FaceTime and Zoom call stuff during the lockdown period yeah. and you preferred to text people. Was there a reason yeah. for that? Well, to begin with, I was never that girl who loves calls. Yeah, FaceTime, it's a bit awkward. Yeah. Or like over the- <laughs> yeah, I was like, I feel so awkward and I have a very limited amount of social <laughs> battery. So yeah. I can talk with friends at a cafe or like if they come over for like maybe two, three, four hours. Yeah. But with Zoom and FaceTime, because you're at home and you're not really doing anything, I never know mm. how to be like, right, got to go, bye, yeah. like go where, you know? So <laughs> so I prefer to like text and ask people how they are. But obviously if it's a more serious situation, then I know that I should mm. call them. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, in saying that, I actually got closer to like my boyfriend's siblings and their partners because of the lockdown. Um, they were actually the closest people to friends that I could really have face to face. So, mm. you know, there is a bit of an age gap between me and them um, about four to eight years older, which is probably why before all of this, it was a little bit harder and I would be a bit more shy. But now it's to the point where like I'd fart in front of them and they oh would just God. laugh. So <laughs> that shows you just how comfortable I am with them and like mm. vice versa. And They're like, like siblings now. Yeah. Yeah, like they taught me mm-hmm. a lot of things. Like they taught me how to drink, um, how to like drink <laughs> wine. And we had some pretty like lit nights where it was just the six of us staying up, watching movies, playing board games or card games as well. Yeah. And like growing up, I've always wanted older siblings. So finally being able to experience that was like really good. And like it was a great mm. bonding time yeah, as well. Yeah, really good. Yeah, we definitely noticed you starting to get on the wines a lot. <laughs> during this time (laughs) so um Cindy did you stay connected to all your friends just through text um for me even before COVID all of my close friends and I have our own lives we don't really see each other weekly or fortnightly it'd probably be maybe monthly every two months or something like that so me texting them like fortnightly or something like that was actually much more contact than not being in the lockdown but I made that conscious effort to contact them because I know that being at home gave us a lot of mental strain so Mm. sure I lost some friends in this process because I like you guys had reflected and I knew that you know some friends will not put in the same effort Mm. and I came to realize Mm. that um And I realized that, you know, some of the friendships had run the end of its course as well. So it didn't disappoint me. Um, And I was in this position where I felt as though I was very clear with who I wanted to keep in my life. Yeah. Um, Mm. So, you know, I reached out to those who I knew would do the same back to me or like if I didn't reach out to them, they'd be the one reaching out to me. And I think the only people that I talked to the most was probably you guys because we started this podcast. Mm. So um, something that helped me stay busy as well. Mm. Um, And I feel somewhat productive the same way you guys felt. And I think reflecting back, if the world didn't slow down the way it did when we had this idea, we wouldn't have, like, started and our life would be... Yeah, our life would be different compared to the way it is now. Our bond and our friendship would also not be what it is at the moment either. 
like a matter of fact, I also reconnected with a lot of my old friends who I haven't Mm. spoken to for over like two, three years. And that was solely because they've been listening to our podcast and like they Mm. gave me feedback and told me how much they were able to relate to things um, that we speak about. And I think I can speak for both Claire and Jenny Mm. as well. It means so much to us Mm. because they really didn't expect to make such a difference to like our hundreds of listeners and to be honest when we first started we can even pull up like a screenshot or receipt on this (laughs) we were saying like even if we just had like one person who isn't like in our close friendship circle listening and feeling as though like we're giving them value and opening up a conversation in their lives like it would feel so amazing I remember that yeah I think um a lot of people think that you know or people that know us they think that we were really close before starting the podcast which we were Mm. but we've actually become a lot more closer. Like I didn't know that much about Mm. you guys or at least like different aspects of different parts of your lives. And Mm. I feel like because Mm. of the podcast and having those deep conversations, it's allowed us to really connect and build a much stronger bond than we had before. Um, And it's really interesting Mm. to see how like strangers, it does that for strangers as well. And it lets them connect with us, even though we've never met them before, just from you know having those conversations so it's really cool exactly exactly I'm actually so proud of us um (laughs) of this podcast and everything we've achieved because yeah like like having people reach out to us and say like oh you know this episode um I really resonated with this and some of some of these people are like you know they're not even in Australia like and being able to like open up that conversation not just for that person, but like that listener will go on to speaking about, you know, some sort of topic that we've spoken about to their friends and opening up that conversation Mm. to their friends. Like that was our goal, you know, so for people to keep having those conversations. Yeah. Yeah. And like to normalize things such as like failure or, you know, feeling a certain way, like feeling behind or something like just know that like they're not alone and Mm. that, you know, other people their age or in a very similar position as them are feeling the same thing that gives them a lot of reassurance. And that's what like we wanted to do. And, you know, I, my, when I caught up with one of my friends um, who I hadn't spoken to in a really long time. And she said to me that she's listened to every single episode and she finally reached out to me like, yeah. I was like, why didn't you like reach out from the start? And she was like, I don't know. I just mm. thought that it would be weird yeah. for like us to not talk and then like reach out again. I was like, it's not because that's what I wanted to do. Like I wanted to reconnect with people, you know, and yeah. mm. um, like, you know, the fact that she's told us how much of a difference or like how much she's able to relate to us. It was like something that was really like, eye-opening and I told her you know we don't really make any money from this yeah so this is purely like a passion project for us at the moment you know like we comes from our hearts yeah we're we're not benefiting (laughs) like financially from any of this this is like all genuine conversations that we're having we're not Mm. like you know putting a front towards any of this and honestly they're not easy conversations either like we're not that outgoing any of us like this stuff is hard for us to talk about normally as well so yeah it's it's normal for it to be difficult for other people too Mm. 
Yeah, yeah. And going back on like the all, all the positive impact it's had on our personal lives. For my personal life, I feel like it's helped me connect with the people who are literally the closest to me, to my family and to my siblings, especially my younger sister. Um, She always, you know, listens to our podcast episodes, so she'll be listening to this as well. (laughs) But I feel like um, there's an age gap between um, me and my younger sister. And because of that, growing up, we weren't always the closest with each other, nor Mm. the most friendly. Um, We would have a lot of fights and there's a lot of misunderstandings but um kind of through this podcast and opening up I guess conversations again it's like we were having conversations that we should have had years ago um but it was only until now that I've kind of shown a more vulnerable side of myself that perhaps you know it's shown my little sister that she could approach me to talk about certain topics that we've raised whereas before it would be really hard to do because yeah we hadn't because of our upbringing we hadn't built that habit Mm. up before we weren't really like the close you know sister sisterly relationship and if you've got that like awkward relationship with someone already right going into their room and like sitting down and be like how's life you You know they'd be like yeah (laughs) they'd be like "Um, get out what (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So I I felt for me, like, I would say that's probably the single best Mm. thing that's happened. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to cry. Oh, don't cry. (laughs) We're glad that, you know, we're able to help you and your siblings connect as well. And, you know, I think for a lot of Asian families, saying I love you is hard or like it's not something that we are usually brought up to do. Yeah, um, and I mm. guess for Jenny as well, she's the older, so she feels a sense of responsibility for her siblings because um, she always has to have know, it the together. Age gap is huge. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So um, being able to connect like that is definitely something that I guess me and Claire, who don't have siblings, <laughs> like we're very <laughs> glad that we've been able to help you for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being the oldest, it, you kind of have to put on this front all the time that you're kind mm. of yeah, you've got you've got it together. You're strong. You don't. You're not really emotional. So, mm-hmm. but I think the downside of that is that your siblings kind of take that as being your personality, and it means they can't approach you. You're not approachable. Yeah. Jenny, as we go into 2021, what goals do you have for yourself, whether it be, you know, for our podcast or for your personal life or professional life? Um, I've been doing a lot of reflection on this as well. I think my biggest goal is to continue growing and finding my authentic voice. Um, And that's something I've always struggled with because I've always been really shy and introverted. And as you guys know, I'm a bit of a people pleaser. Mm. So I feel like, I've always been doing things to please other people or saying things that will please other people instead of saying what I really want to say. And this podcast has really helped me develop that more authentic voice. Mm. I've been able to say things that honestly I have not really revealed to anybody, but speaking about them really does kind of help me process them. Um, One of my other goals is to continue being more mindful by doing more yoga and to continue journaling. These are both practices that I've picked up during this time. And um, if 2020 leaves me with anything, I want to continue those practices into 
the next year and you know for hopefully the rest of my life (laughs) or maybe is that is that too far but you know I want to continue doing these things one of the things I've been doing is reading a lot more as well one of my favorite books I picked up during quarantine that I keep going back to in times of doubt is uh, what I know for sure by Oprah Winfrey and her words have this ability to just encapsulate everything I'm feeling in that moment and inspire me to get through whatever it is I'm facing. Like Oprah and myself, we cannot be more different. (laughs) Um, But for some reason, like her stories, they just, it always fits exactly what I'm feeling at that time. Yeah. And one of my favorite quotes is what you focus on expands. And I love that quote because for me, that is thinking about what I'm focusing my energy on and what I'm allowing to take up real estate in my mind. Mm. Claire, what about you? Do you have any goals for next year? Um, No, especially you are starting your new job next year. Yeah, that's probably the biggest change for me next year is, you know, going into a professional career. Without going into it too much, I think like any grad or someone who's thinking about career paths and career decisions, I have a lot of expectations going into it Mm. about what I hope to learn and what I hope to achieve from that job specifically, but also expectations about where I hope to see myself in the future career-wise. But I also have, you know, a lot of fears and thoughts from overthinking I think that sometimes you know I'm my biggest enemy and it can stop me from making the most of opportunities so I really hope that next year if there's anything that is offered to me by the universe (laughs) whether it be like for you know jobs opportunities to even travel or with our podcast as well I hope that you know I will just take all of them and Mm. not hold myself back yeah so hopefully it goes well and then I hope that you know I can share those experiences in future episodes because I know that a lot of people are interested about career topics as well Mm, and you know starting new jobs I think like something with Claire is she would never say whatever the universe gives to her a year ago if you said to the Claire (laughs) a year ago she would not never have said that and when I always like preach that kind of like quote-unquote woo-woo stuff to her she'd be like shut up like she would not have believed in me or she'd be like be more realistic like if you don't move your ass like it's not gonna work you know nothing's Mm, gonna happen and like part of that yes that's right but also like things come to you when you least expect it as well so mm-hmm. yeah I definitely think you have to like work hard mm. but like if Cindy and Jenny have taught me anything is that sometimes things happen that you don't expect yeah. right yeah. and I think that's what they are sort of referring to when they're talking about you know the universe um you might have a plan for things but it could turn out the complete opposite way and yeah. you know rather than letting that throw you off and getting really upset about it which is something mm. that I would feel yeah. it's to like embrace it and <laughs> make the most of yeah adapt to it yeah I think that's what it comes down to like accepting that uncertainty is always going to be one of the factors at play yeah yeah in that case yeah it's just being flexible and adaptable yeah that's true what about you Cindy what are some of your goals a lot of them are pretty similar to Claire and Jenny's goals so like you know wanting to keep developing on my mental well-being but Mm -hmm. in terms of that I want to keep my growth mindset like I don't want to just Mm -hmm. set 
school, I've discovered, mm-hmm. you know, after graduating that I want to just keep learning about everything. That's definitely something that I want to continue, you know, continue reading more books and stuff like that. And I want to be able to continue to manifest things as well. Um, you know, yeah. like I, if I didn't have like this period to reflect and think about what I really wanted in my life, then I don't yeah. think things would have turned out the way it has. That could be like an ongoing thing for like the rest of my life as well. So definitely something I want to like hone in on. In saying that, like after this whole year and like the ups and downs of everything, I've created some opportunities for myself as well as being given some opportunities for next year that I am yet to speak about because like they're yet to happen but yeah I want to see which direction that I eventually choose to take my life um and then also like similar to Claire like share that kind of experience because I mean for this podcast we can't really speak about things that we don't know like we can't make things up Mm -hmm. right so we're not gonna go and talk about like the bamboo ceiling because we're not there yet so why would we Mm. talk about that kind of aspect if you know we don't know anything about it or we can't find someone who's high enough or up there enough to share it to you guys so yeah yeah but for those who you know are interested in those sorts of topic careers and workplace whatnot we will and we do hope to cover them when we get to mm-hmm. it. So, um, you know, it's all part of our journey, but yeah. we'll share when we do have some insightful stories to share. Mm-hmm. We hope you enjoyed this episode. It is a deep one, but as we welcome the new year in a couple of weeks, we figured what time like the present to reflect on what a crazy year it's been. It's always hard to open up and share our personal struggles, but we hope that it helped those listening to realize that you are not alone and there is always light at the end of the tunnel. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rating and review. And if you're on Spotify, please take a screenshot, share it and tag us on Instagram so we can feature you. Um, As we said before, we love it. It is the music to our ears when, you know, one of you guys share one of our podcast episodes. It just means the world to us. So, you know, definitely do that. And if what we talked about on this episode resonated with you, come and join the conversation in our Facebook group or participate in our Friday Q&As that we do on our Instagram. All the links will be in the show notes. 2020 really was a year that was extraordinary for all of us and we recognize that everyone had their own set of challenges this year we're wishing all of our listeners a very merry christmas and a happy new year for 2021 and we have so much in store for the new year and we hope you continue to love and support our podcast as we transition to a new stage of our lives that we're so excited for feel free to dm us or facebook us your thoughts and suggestions on what topics we should talk about next and who you'd like to see featured on our podcast or just to have a chat because that's what we're here for we'll see you guys in the next one bye